Hey guys, welcome back to Opinionated and Underrated. I'm Ella. And I'm Charlotte. And if it's not welcome back, welcome too. Um, this is the first episode in a while. Yeah. So um, I reckon we should reintroduce ourselves a little bit and say what we're about. Um, so we started this podcast two years ago 2020 july 2020 yeah so our second year anniversary has just passed yeah and we really celebrated the (laughs) hell out of it (laughs) um honestly we've neglected you yeah we have the truth and And can i say in neglecting you we've neglected ourselves what that is so true (laughs) it's actually so true no it is um and i think in our neglect of the podcast um we oh this is this is interesting i mean in our neglect of the podcast we've i mean i hate to say it we forgot how awful the world was i mean i mean you don't forget but like the personal attacks are obviously less oh yeah because we used to sort of get misogynistically battered like regularly (laughs) just on the daily yeah and it was kind of a norm in our lives and i think what happened was we kind of were not active anymore and then we stopped getting attacked and then i thought wow all the misogynists are gone oh my god everyone's grown up circle of life everyone's moved on they're happy no more no more incels and then i had a few sobering conversations i thought oh, no, no 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 actually oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so i thought if we've been faced with the reality you should too yes definitely definitely so that's what we're talking about today if you'll cast your minds back to 2020 oh my god opinionated underrated i think we've grown Oh my gosh, I think we have grown. We were talking about earlier, as we've done many a time, about how we've taken down a few of our first podcasts and just, again, we've said it so many times, we were so scared to sort of be a little bit out there, have our own opinions, go for anything that could maybe be debated or disputed. Like we wanted to be unequivocally right in what we were saying Mm. because ultimately we cared about the issues we were talking about and we didn't want to give anyone the space to challenge what we were saying because we believed it so strongly to be true and to be important. Yeah. But that's not what this is anymore, I'm not going to lie. Like, we're just... And it shouldn't be. I don't want it to be. No, because as our interest in politics has grown, so is our interest in, you know, the entirety of it and what that means and what it can look like from different perspectives, all of that fun stuff. Anyway, and so what came along with that was obviously some backlash. Oh, can we talk... I think we've talked about this many a time before. But we got a fan account, or shall we say a parody account. There was someone who parodied our name. We're not going to say it because, quite frankly, they don't deserve the attention. But they made, a, they made a parody account of our Instagram posting sort of the complete opposite of what we talk about. So offensive, awful, misogynistic, disgusting, racist memes. Yeah, some pretty vile some pretty vile posts got a lot of support from boys that we knew at our school which was always nice to see it hitting so close to home especially when we identified the person behind it that was an interesting step wasn't it Mm. especially since it was someone we knew (laughs) how did that one go that one was that one was really interesting and to be honest i don't feel bad talking about it here because i think it was such a low move that even though i've spoken to the person and we've sort of semi-ironed it out like I don't feel bad talking about it here. It was just very weird to come from a person that we thought good things of. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I did not know any of these people. Who, no. it, was, it was apparently a multitude of people. But I did not know any of these people. So that's why it was like... I don't know, maybe Charlotte, you did. You were kind of friends with some of them. I was, yeah. Whereas I just had not a single connection to these people. And it was just quite odd to then be like, oh, wow, we were already on your minds. Yeah, truly. 
but then on the flip side i was uh, we've had this conversation about how the reaction we got from it was quite different mm. because i knew them for a lot longer than elif did yeah so i think people had a lot more to go off with me so i received a lot of like the the hatred from it was directed more towards me than it was elif like obviously we both got our fair share of it yeah but it was more like a character reflection on me than it was you i would say yeah i know i agree um i would just say that i never really had any face-to-face yeah you know you had your fair share of encounters whereas i feel like any of the criticism i did receive in real life was not really criticism it was just kind of like jokes which is why i never really took it bad like badly i mean maybe i was more like hyper aware to it than you were maybe i was more paranoid but i definitely did have people come up to me and say things whereas i never had like out of the blue people coming no i did people i hadn't spoken to in like three years yeah i did not know what's this about your podcast i was like okay leave me alone it sounds like we're just venting and to be fair we are but this links more broadly into the conversation of men will never understand (laughs) what that was so sing-songy from you yeah um no i was just thinking about this and like thinking about male friendships Mm. and just because recently i was reflecting um so that that's basically what today's episode is about male friendships there you go Um, (laughs) we got there in the end but um and just relate basically i've just found that like in the past i did have like strong deep like friendships with guys Mm. but i don't know i feel like as i've got older they've just there was a period where i had none and then now they're just i don't know they're so shallow Mm -hmm. that i just never had before what do you mean by shallow like as in i can I don't know it's I compare them to my girlfriends where I have such a deep connection and I feel like we just understand each other yeah do you know what I mean in a level that I just do not connect with with the guys because I feel like there's always that like layer between us and it's like mm, I know that like if I looked like this or like there was this different dynamic this would be a complete different friendship do you know what I mean definitely whereas I know that like if I changed physically with any of my girlfriends it wouldn't change yep Whereas as as my hair has grown out, um, I've just noticed a big difference. And if I ever bring up cutting off my hair again, it's always, I don't know. I I just feel like a few of my friendships, I can just tell they're there. They stand on a bit of a weak leg. I don't know if that's the saying. Like, yeah, I see what you mean. And I just feel like, would you, would you be here two years ago and my head was shaved? Mm -hmm. I don't think you would. And that's that's weird, isn't it? Because you can still have people in your life that you care about and you get on really well with and you enjoy spending time with and you ultimately value the friendship. Mm. But just the knowledge that if like something so trivial to you were yeah. to be different, that entire dynamic is gone or undermined. That's so weird to sit with. Yeah. And also then you don't want to spend time psychoanalyzing hypotheticals in your relationship because yeah, exactly. there's no fun in that. And like you can't be hold obviously you then you feel bad for holding these men to standards that they haven't even they haven't even said that like they haven't given you an explicit indication of it but you just know yeah you just know i know i don't know maybe i don't know but (laughs) i mean this is all a lie maybe we're just being pessimistic but spoiler alert we're not but i just feel like i've i had guy friends before i shaved my head i've had guy friends after i've shaved my head yeah and i just feel like i can tell the pattern definitely and you've spoken before about when you would wear a wig to school yeah even just the way the teachers would treat you was different yeah it's just i just feel like it's so so much of it operates on such a shallow level that yeah. i never really can connect the same way i can connect with my girlfriends yeah who i just feel like don't i don't know i don't feel that dynamic with them definitely i think what links into this quite like evidently 
is that cliche thing or you might well it's a cliche thing but i think there's a lot of truth in it Mm. of guys not being friends with girls that they don't want to fuck yeah i think that holds so much truth and i think if you say this to the majority of guys they'd be like oh get your head out of your ass like you're not all that they'll give you all of the oh you're not that attractive like come on like not everyone's trying to fuck you but if i just think back to all the guy friends that have actually made all the guys that have actually made an effort with me I found out they've had a crush on me. Yeah, and there was some sort of ulterior motive. There was some sort of ulterior motive and there's nothing wrong with liking a person if you're respectful about it. Obviously not. Like, I've been in that situation with people that don't like me back. Like, that's just the way it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to humanise myself here. Don't worry, guys, I've also been rejected. Yeah, words. But the thing is, it's just having that knowledge that a lot of the time they're not seeing you they're seeing something they can get out of you yeah, yeah. is so incredibly unsettling and it's like it's such a dichotomy because then on the other hand as a woman you are so conditioned into wanting men Male to find you attractive yeah. you want men to find you fuckable but when they find you fuckable it makes you want to be sick because, because then you're like, like you don't like me for who i am it, it is such like it messes with you because then if if guys are, if guys are only friends with you and they don't want to fuck you it's like i'm not attractive then yeah i'm not pretty but then guys only want to fuck you and you're like well i'm worthless i'm worthless <laughs> I'm, I'm a piece of me you only see me as an object yeah so how the hell do you get how, to the in between how as a woman are you meant to form meaningful relationships with men when that is the balance that is constantly hanging like, maybe that's just the men in my life then i but come on we are not the only ones to be in this situation and maybe i will say benefit yeah. of the doubt we're really young we're 17 the boys around us unfortunately i don't think this we're not even going to get into why this is but you know boys are not held to the same standards as girls yeah. they're not forced to be as mature and world aware as we are yeah there's there is a discrepancy and within the next five ten years that will equalize to yeah, an extent it will, it will. so we're talking from the perspective of frustrated teenagers obviously and also i just feel like the power dynamic is so apt yep is that the right word yeah definitely in those relationships like i know that if my guy friends turned around and like denounced me as a person and was like (laughs) she's a she's so annoying she's like this she's so collapsed every everyone else would follow suit whereas if i did that to him yeah there would no one would they'd care. be like oh my god you're so bitter why are you so jealous yeah. like why are you trying to bring him down like what does that say about you but if he turned around and was like oh my god elif's this elif's that yeah. everyone would be like yeah you're yeah. so right yeah yeah oh my god so it's just also i like i'm aware of that constantly yeah and that also just and i think that's just again it's that thing of being a woman i think why these conversations are so hard to have is that it's so hard to articulate the intangible because ultimately the effects of patriarchy are not always obviously but quite often intangible they're about a feeling they're about embarrassment and humility and intimidation and that's not something you can explicitly identify so it's easy for men to ignore or disregard because it's not and it's an abstract thing like they don't understand it like they don't have the empathy they just have sympathy if they even have that do you know what i mean yeah no it's just hard to get the point across it and that's why having these conversations feels like running around in a circle because you just can't find the words and then sometimes you think am i going crazy am i going crazy am i going crazy and then you speak to someone else who's had the same experiences as you and it feels like such a relief because you're so like validating. i'm not alone in this yeah it's like you are not alone in this like 
oh my god um no but it's so true and i just think and it doesn't mean i don't value those friendships yeah, or they're not my friends or like i'm not do you know what i mean but it, there just is and it's not it's not explicit every single time i'm like hanging out do you know what i mean but it's just an mm. undercurrent it is a constant undercurrent that just sometimes gets like more noticeable sometimes and then sometimes i don't notice it at all yeah. and i'm like oh my god this is the same as any do you know what i mean yeah but to be honest there are same but different undercurrents with my girlfriends as well there's always mm. like the whole jealous girl fucking trope that like do you know what i mean like yeah. there's always there is always something so do you know the one that i struggle with is i've had people in my life that i value greatly and i've just thought to myself you would hate yourself if you looked like me mm. that is hard yeah i say that more from the perspective of weight yeah. someone who's struggled with weight or someone that's really skinny versus me someone that's not and that is just such a niggling thing is you would hate yourself if you look like me. Yeah. And that is just so incredibly unsettling. Like, that is a really horrible thought to have because you know it's true. Like, if we swap, like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, if, if I you woke it. up in my body, you'd cry. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. And, I think and then you have to be comfortable with yourself in, knowing that. Yeah, exactly. And that's very potent in obviously a world where women are pitted against each other. Yeah. And beauty is not only unattainable but it's also a competition it's just, but i think it's obviously applies to the context of guys too because i've i had a lot more i was literally like 15 yeah. i had a lot more male attention when i was skinnier because spoiler alert, i wasn't healthy yeah um but i got generally more male attention there yeah than i do now and that again is so icky like yeah. that is when so- you sit and think about it you're like oh and sorry, I'm so much prettier now than yeah. I was in the past. So I don't even know what you're on, but like... <laughs> I don't even know what you're on, but... No, get no, off no, no. it. <laughs> no, no, I no, I get it. And it is just a bit of like a... You sit down and look at it and you're like, okay. But you mm. have to come to terms with it. And do you know why this is so hard? It's because I've kind of... It's really hit me recently that literally all we have in this world are people. Yeah. You take everything else away and all that is left are people, relationships and, and love and connection. That is all we have. And we make so much of it meaningless and unnecessarily hostile and yep. et cetera, et cetera. And shallow. And then you feel like you're like the only person in the world with any fucking sense or awareness. And you're like, why, why are we wasting our time like this? I just feel like sometimes we go into relationships like with an expectation of, I don't know, something. And people are just not as interesting as you think. Like yeah. we're all just so base and so human mm. that like once you get to know someone... <sighs> I don't know. It's just like, do you really have anything to say? No, I, I completely get that. And again, it's but deeply also, ironic from the two people with a microphone in their hands. I know, but I know, but I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have nothing to say. But like, I'm ha- my the people who I know are my true friends. I have. I'm happy to have nothing to say with. Yeah, like I'm happy so to true. talk to you, and I'm happy for both of us to have nothing to say and still find each other interesting. Yeah, and still want to be in each other's presence. Whereas there are some people I'm like you have nothing to say, you're not interesting, and I don't want to be in your presence. Yeah, definitely. But I think sometimes that makes you feel like a bad person. Do you know what I mean? Nope, I have no... No, no, I'm kidding, I'm (laughs) kidding, I'm kidding. But like, no, 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 I do get that. And I do feel... Because the thing is, I think, like I said, we're going with these expectations and people maybe aren't as complex as we think they are, or maybe they're more complex than we think they are. And it's just finding the balance of understanding that we're all just individuals that are just trying to kind of trudge through what is going on right now. Yeah, definitely. I think back to the conversation about having guy friends, sometimes it's really hard to form male connections because of that part of you that always is seeking male validation and then what that looks like Mm. in terms of relationship. Because as much as I can be like, 
yeah, these guys only value my aesthetic purpose or whatever, or literally some variation of that. Also, there's a part of me that is just one... It is selfish, but obviously it's not my fault. That's the way I've been conditioned. But I want them to validate me. And even knowing they take the time out of their day to speak to me is kind of enough because they don't have to and so many guys only speak to the woman they find attractive and some there are so many guys literally just treat the woman they're not attracted to like shit do you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah i do know what you mean i saw this thing on the internet <laughs> on the internet i sound like a grandma i saw this thing on instagram and i thought it was so true and i just think it ties in here is it said the reason sometimes that guys mistake girls being nice for flirting is because they cannot fathom being nice to someone they wouldn't want to fuck yep and I just thought, wow, yep. that really hits close to home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly like, what you Why mean. is so much of our interaction based around this stupid little hoppy skippy game, like dancing around the topic on your tiptoes? <sighs> Talking about that. I hate that. Just say things. If you want to say something, just say it. I and I hate the whole, like... I, I hard mean, to pu- get. Hard thing. to get. And like the whole co- hookup culture and the whole like, oh my God, don't say this because then you look like you want him. And it's like, okay, what if you want him? yeah what what's gonna happen then yeah okay then you say it do you know what i mean but it's just like oh i just i don't know maybe it's because of social media as well like the whole snapchat well, games extent, and like yeah. the whole performance of it i but, just find it so tiring yeah i don't like it i don't enjoy it no i i think that's something that i realized a lot over the past year or so is that i'm so tired of this constant performance yeah like every day is a performance i wake up it's the it's obviously it's the obvious things like doing my hair putting my makeup on picking picking out the best outfit it's like i can't be too slutty for school but come on just a little bit of something like <laughs> it's that awful balance of like why are you even thinking about this yeah but it's just like you're so conscious of the way that you're coming across it is so exhausting to be analysing everything you say. And yeah, this is to do with femininity because I don't think about myself this way when I'm around my girlfriends. Yeah. I don't. I just don't. Yeah, when I'm on FaceTime with my girlfriends, I'm not looking at the little tiny rectangle of my face. <laughs> I'm looking at you. And when I'm on FaceTime with my guy friends, I'm looking at me. Literally checking myself out. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean- click on the box to make it bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so i can see i just maybe rather want to look at my own face I'm yeah to be me. fair i had a conversation with a guy today and i really <laughs> no <laughs> shut up <laughs> did you actually i, I promise i did <laughs> not like that but i just <laughs> but <laughs> sorry i'm literally three years old but i was having a Charlotte's conversation first interaction with... with a boy okay and document it right down the date but a lot of it was about um we were talking about various things to do with boys being misogynistic getting away with it how they get into it and he kind of he was saying like he said to make it very clear he wasn't saying he agreed with this but he's saying he'd seen some of his peers that when boys are like 13 or 14 on social media they see things like feminism or racial activism or something like that Mm -hmm. and then as like little white boys they're like they feel a little bit isolated yeah a bit alienated a bit alienated and then they like join a subreddit and then you know the rest of the story from there and i'm not saying i agree with this but it kind of brought up the point to me of like at what point do feminists slash other activists have to stop like fighting for themselves in order to cater to and pander 
the needs of these like misogynists in the making because ultimately in order for to therefore as collateral damage as as in like well if i don't pander then they're going to become something dangerous to me down the line it's like do i want to deal with a 14 year old insult or do i want to deal with an andrew tate yeah it's like obviously you know which one is better but why should you be wasting your time as a feminist arguing with people who are like don't view you as anything like it's so hard well i guess that was one relief of stepping away from the podcast for a bit was just less interaction with those kind of people because ultimately that's the kind of people we draw in because i I mean well that's what we're putting out so we're gonna have the the fighters of it i was saying to elif earlier i just feel like mentally i didn't even realize how much of a difference it made yeah because obviously you see awful awful things happening around you but for it not to be targeted at you for a while personally yeah. personally in that way anyway like as was, in dms in the yeah dms and fucking death and rape threats yeah it's like obviously it makes a difference <laughs> <laughs> it does have a slight relief on my mental health yeah but then but then obviously like i'm lucky enough that i'm in a position where sometimes i have the tools able to have conversations with these sort of people and maybe make some sort of a difference but i need to set a boundary for myself otherwise mm-hmm. I'm just being reminded of the fact that I'm a commodity to a lot of people and that really messes with your head, et cetera, et cetera. So like, where, how do you even balance that? Yeah, I don't know how you balance that, but I guess we're doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is, you can't get mad at us for not recording because that's one reason. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. We're not trying to guilt trip you or anything, but like sometimes it does get a bit exhausting. Mm. It's like not even, like it was a lot more um overt at the beginning like it was the full-on boys on ps4 parties like harassing us (laughs) sending us dms like voice messages parody accounts like anonymous messages it was all of that but even now it's just things in passing like yeah the fact that we as young women have a political podcast which we really enjoy and take seriously is a joke to a lot of people yeah and i hate that (laughs) yeah like obviously that's to be fair that's a lot better than you know misogynistic attacks but it's kind of still a misogynistic attack isn't it it all is really i don't know i think it's difficult because like at the end of the day i think any podcast would be (laughs) would be um ripped to shreds but i think yeah true the fact that the stuff we're talking about makes it obviously slightly different and i also think that when you're in that mode of like trying to fight them off because that's you go into defense mode like when Mm. when you're in the like thick of it you go into this defense mode and then i think that just does translate to the to the rest of my life as well and i think i just mm-hmm. was in like defense mode I for a long really time i really agree actually i really agree so then also stepping away from that is like a relief as well mm-hmm. but i feel like not to get too depressing or anything but i feel like for me the focus in my life kind of switched from online to harassment to real person harassment mm-hmm. like it felt a lot more prevalent like i noticed myself getting catcalled and harassed more often or maybe not more often but having more of an effect on me yeah why do you think it did i think it felt so if obviously it's a lot more threatening when it's in person and it wasn't like it was a constant undercurrent in my life i'd just be walking home from school or like having a nice day and then bam there's that reminder that you're you know being violently objectified or viewed in xyz way and i just found it really like I don't know it really stuck with me and it still does to be fair Mm -hmm. it's just such a shame that like it's inescapable I I think this kind of leads on and tell me to stop if you think I'm saying too much but we had this PSHE at our school recently 
and it was sort of just a whole session about sexual harassment mm-hmm. um what it is a couple of things like a few examples of what can sexual harassment be and a lot of it was i was very glad to see like this is a positive like there was the obvious stuff like cat calling unsolicited nude you know all the stuff but there was also things like looking at someone like ogling at someone in a like threatening way in a threatening way like making strange comments about people's bodies or their clothes Mm -hmm. and i was glad to see that improved but what i didn't expect from that conversation like the boys were the boys like they were most of them respectful whatever did you just say boys will be boys i said the boys were the boys (laughs) (laughs) one step away but a lot of girls like stepped away from that session and i had a few conversations with various people and they were all like i just didn't even realize like that was sexual harassment yeah i had a few girls say to me like i've just realized i've been sexually harassed yeah and like i feel like there isn't that much conversation around that because hindsight we sort of touched on this in the victim blaming Mm. but something can happen to you whatever scale and you can look back on it a year later and you'd be like oh oh my god that wasn't right that was sexual harassment like it's actually such a weird feeling isn't it yeah I mean, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up in the conversation. No, 100%. I think especially the staring thing was what mm. caught a lot of people out, in my class anyway. And, like, not caught a lot of people out, I mean, like, didn't just, realise. Yeah. And even the girls, and obviously there was a... <laughs> the boys were the boys. Um, <laughs> but then I had a few conversations afterwards, again, and it was just like, I don't understand, like, why would staring be sexual harassment? And I think the only way for me to describe it was to do it. <laughs> And that's what I did. So then I like, but you know, when you're on the train and someone's like grabbing their crotch and they're kind of just like staring at your boobs. Yeah. So I did that, and then you can just tell the reaction is like, oh, I didn't I realize it. that's what it felt like. And I'm me. So imagine it was like a full-grown man, and you're on your own on the at train night, at on night, the train. Yeah. So then imagine the threat, like the threat of it. That's like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can just feel it, and it's me just staring at you, basically. So imagine it's someone else. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes that is the only way to get people to like to get it yeah and i'm not saying purposefully to that <laughs> like this jagger went down but like yeah i think that was um impactful definitely but again it's just exhausting that these people have to have their sort of penny drop moments at your emotional expense yeah it's like because obviously you're recounting slightly like upsetting dramatic things that have happened to you mm-hmm. like obviously ultimately for a good thing to get the message across but it's just and it's not their fault that no, they it's haven't not. had to experience it and it's not our fault that we had to experience it but it is just a frustrating thing to experience yeah definitely and that's why obviously there's every reason why you you just have that lack of understanding but there is no excuse not to have that willingness to learn and to listen that's mm. where the issue lies i think well what better way to return to the podcast um than by touching on such potent issues oh, for us oh god yeah definitely definitely and don't get us wrong like we do want to talk about things that are not related to you know misogyny and all that kind of stuff but i think when they are just such a recurrent factor in your life yeah you want to and need to talk about it which is why you should go to a feminist society um <laughs> as a safe space to uh yeah make your own feminist society yeah seriously if, you're, if your school doesn't have one make one that's yeah. what i did definitely i do think i've actually had a few comments from people being like oh you like you talk about this like misogyny a lot or like it's all about feminism it's like yeah because everything is about about, feminism (laughs) (laughs) but also it's our podcast yeah so true so we want to talk about it yeah so we're gonna talk about it we are gonna talk about it i've also adopted this like 
the humour of a 13-year-old boy and I don't know how to get rid of it. It's actually really annoying. <laughs> Just keep making your mum jokes and when jokes. Oh my god. When, when jokes are. are so infuriating. I know, I They're hate funny them. when they come from a girl, but when they come from a boy, it feels <laughs> like sexism. I tell you why. Because you're, talk- you're sitting across the classroom having a conversation to someone who is like literally not that boy and he'll go, when? And you'll go, no. Don't do it. When <laughs> did I ask? <laughs> and you're like, literally, get a grip, get a life, get a house, get a love. Like, literally, leave me alone. <laughs> just, just bother someone that's not me. Like, that is so uncalled for. Actually, if you're, when a girl does it, it's funny. But when a guy does it, oh my God. I know. And you, and it, because girls know the, girls know the, the girls know the moments. Girls have their comedic timing. Yeah. It's sort of like when it makes sense. But you can just be talking and a guy will just shout over the top of you to shut you up. And it's like, literally just, I I can literally be talking about my dead pet bird and I'll be like, when, when did I ask? Oh, sorry to, God, not the dead bird trauma coming out. I know. Must be time to wrap it up. R.I.P. Lemon Grape and Opal. Um, Sorry, I cannot get over the names. <laughs> That's just a story for another time. Yep. Um, this has been lovely. This has been really nice. I've missed this so much. Me too. We'll keep trying to do them, but, you know, I'm not making any promises. We'll see what the misogynistic response to this is like, and if we start getting harassed, we'll don't, hear, don't expect to hear from us for another six months. <laughs> we'll gauge it from there. Okay, yeah, message us, talk to us, whatever. <laughs> or don't I really don't care if you're sexist keep it oh to my yourself God, enough this is the worst outro ever it's we'll brilliant. see you when we, we see, see you, you. bye, bye guys. guys I just say it like do you know why <laughs>